Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. It's the end of the year and I would absolutely love it if you could leave me a rating or a review, whether you're a first-time listener or whether you're an OG listener for the whole two and a half years, however long I've been making this podcast. I would so appreciate it if you could just click a button that will take two seconds on your app just to give me a rating. Thank you so much for all your support and I've absolutely loved making this podcast and I've got some really exciting news coming next year. 2019 I've got a few live events that will be really really fun with some brilliant guests so keep your eye on my Instagram account if you are interested in coming to a live show next year. So my guest today is the brilliant Selena Barker who is a life design coach, writer and the founder of Project Love which is a project with a mission to help busy women create lives and relationships that they love. Selena's work really speaks to me. I guess I may be her target market of someone who is quite busy and sometimes just needs to take a step back and realise what I actually am striving for. And I love this conversation and I'm going to give you a bit of a backstory on her career first and then I'm going to talk about her book that's just come out, which I've, I just love, um, which is kind of why I wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about it. So over the past 12 years, Selena has coached the brightest minds and talent from Google, Apple, UN Women, MySpace, A-list musicians and leaders all around the world in the creative and music industries. And she's helped them create lives, careers and businesses that they can thrive in. It must be such an interesting job being a life coach to all these people. And over the past five years, the focus has really been on Project Love, which is something that she co-founded with Vicky Pavitt. And really, it's the go-to platform for people looking to shake things up a bit. They offer a mixture of online courses, coaching and life design tools. One of these tools is the Goodbye Hello Journal, which is one of my favourite journals. I love a journal, but this one I hadn't come across before. It's a perfect journal for this time of year when you want to reflect on the year and you want to plan ahead. I'm so guilty of planning ahead without even taking one second to look behind me at what I've achieved or what went wrong or what I want to do more or less of. And it's brilliant. It's It's got a series of questions and exercises that really guide you and hold your hand into the next year. It makes you just feel really good about yourself. And I really recommend you getting a copy. I'll leave a link in the notes on ACAST and on my blog. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Selena. She's really just such a ball of energy and I hope you have a lovely festive break whatever holiday you are celebrating. Thanks again for all your support and here is the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. I'm so excited to be here with Selena Barker. Let's paint the picture of where we are first because this is a special location for me yeah we're in mayor street market in their little podcast studio surrounded by plants and little cafe outside it's great i love it here i spend as much time as possible doing podcasts in this studio it's lovely it's got such a community feel yeah and it's it's feeling festive it's feeling very festive and smelling delicious loving it um i do feel like i'm going to record a solo album but (laughs) thank you to mayor street market for having us um So I've got your book in front of me and we're going to talk more about that in detail 
after I've asked you my first question, but okay. I just wanted to say I absolutely love it. Yay. Um, but before we get into it, could you just paint a picture for anyone that doesn't know what Project Love is and how you came to it? Because obviously it's your baby. Yeah. So Project Love, which I run with my business wife, Vicky Pavitt, um, our mission is to help um, to inspire and guide women to create lives and relationships they love. So basically we help to fill their lives with love through the work that they do, um, through their, the way they live day to day, by designing lives that they love, and through their relationships with other people and with themselves. And we do that through our Project Love podcast. We have our Get Ready for Love online course, which has had about a thousand women go through that journey over the past three years, which is amazing, helps women to find love. Um, really focusing on self-love and looking at love and dating in a, in a different way to the way kind of modern society normally suggests we should. And then, of course, we've got the Goodbye Hello Journal, which is my little baby that I actually created the first version eight years ago before Project Love even existed. And we've taken it on as a... It's been a dream of mine for a long time to turn it into a physical book mm -hmm. that people can do year on year and have the collection building up on their bookshelf. Yeah. And so last year, we decided to make that dream come true. We ran a Kickstarter and got 150% of our target. So got it out to about 32 countries around the world, which is crazy. And then this year, developed it further. It's got a barcode and everything on the back. So it's a proper grown-up book. And it's now being sold in Oliver Bonus. It's and it's self-published, so which, yes. which feels like a real triumph. How did you get to the point where you wanted to do Project Love? Because you've got quite an interesting backstory, haven't you? You've got fingers and pies. <laughs> I, I, when I met you, it, it, you sort of mentioned it a little bit, but I don't think I've ever asked you kind of what you had done beforehand as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been, I've been doing my own thing, creating my own career, making things up as I go along for about 11 years now. And um, so today, very much multi-hyphenate, which is why I love your book. Um, I'm a coach, a writer, podcaster, and online course designer. And I've been doing that in different shapes and forms over the last 11 years. So started out really helping people change career. The reason I got into that was because pretty much fresh out of university, stepped into the world of work. And I'd really, really struggled with going to school, being told what to do, having to sit at a desk at the same time every day. And I kind of got through that by telling myself, one day you'll be an adult and you'll be free. And I stepped into the world of work and I was like, this shit is exactly the same. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And so for the having been a good girl for my whole life, I suddenly rebelled just massively. And everyone around me was saying, you've got to stick with it. It's called work for a reason. It's hard. You've got to stop being such a dreamer. And I was like, no. There's another world out there of people who are doing their own thing, creating their own careers, who have freedom and autonomy and creativity and love what they do. I want to go and find those people, learn from them, create that kind of career for myself, and then come back and help anyone else that wants to do it, how they can and help them to do it too. Without realizing and saying that, it's basically setting myself up to be a career change coach. But I, so I did that and I quit to my parents' horror. And how, how old were you then? I uh, I was about 26. See, that's amazing that you knew from such an early age, because I think a lot of people do find themselves a little bit trapped and, and they have to convince themselves. I think at the time, I just, this rebellious spirit just burst out of me. Thank God. I am so grateful for that side of me because I hadn't been like that as a child. And I just, I was like a caged animal. I just knew, I was like, no, 
absolute no way I can't do this I can't be doing this for the next 40 years and for some people it's great and they love that they love the structure and and you know um knowing what they're doing and knowing where they're going but it just wasn't for me I then a few years later quit my life in London put my business in a bag bought a camper van and traveled around the UK and went off on my own adventures also what happened was of course this was just around the economic crash and crisis so when I first was like I'm gonna go off and do my own thing entrepreneur was quite a dirty word it was like akin to kind of being a beach bum people didn't get it it wasn't a thing like it is today I was basically waiting for the millennials to get out of school (laughs) and then we could all do it together but um so but I think that rocked everything with that stability and that idea of having a job for life so that helped as well we're in a real kind of climate of just fuck it just go and do what you want to do now because we don't have that kind of stability and security we thought we did so now you just, it's, it, it really, for me, it really opened up that opportunity to be able to just go and make it up and just follow my own rules. And also being around other people, seeking out other people who are doing things differently, that really inspired me yeah. and gave me courage to do it and showed me, oh, if all these people doing it, then I can do it too. Totally. Yeah, I felt the same when things are so up in the air anyway, so why not give it a go? Exactly. Um, when you type in life coach into LinkedIn, you get millions <laughs> tens of millions of results you're someone that has really cut through and genuinely someone that attracts good vibes people want to learn from you you've you've got a book out that's in honor of the bonus like you've cut through there's a mm. lot of life coaches out there how did you do that because it's amazing to do that it, we live in the noisiest world ever of content streaming past our eyes every five seconds every nanosecond yeah 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 so how how, how has that happened, do you think? Is it branding? Is it is it your just being authentic? I think, yeah. I think it's it's so much to do with constantly exploring and experimenting. And I think being open to setting an intention and then being open to how that is gonna play out. I think if you if you set off with too fixed an idea of what it is you want to do and where you want to take it, then I think you can get quite stuck trying to go down a road that perhaps isn't the right one so constantly just checking in to see am I enjoying this is this making me come alive and also recognizing your strength so I always say my superpower is chatting (laughs) so because everything so that's why I love doing podcasts but also every for example goodbye hello is a perfect example of that so at the start of this year we went right we want to get goodbye hello published and on the high street in the UK we had no idea how to do that so the, we just went out and we talked to people. I put a Facebook note up saying, does anyone know anyone who works in like book distribution? Because I haven't got a clue. We don't know what we're doing. We want to make this happen. So we just talked and talked. We said, we want to get it in Oliver Bonus. We want to get... And, and so sure enough, someone said, I've got contact for you. Here's an email address. And so just through, yeah, talking about it, getting out there and talking, I think, you know, things, things happen. Opportunities open up. Things take shape. Um, but I think it is, of course, I mean, the word authentic and authenticity is such a multi-layered and complex thing. But I think, yeah, remaining authentic, no moan style. And with Project Love, knowing for Vicky and me together, knowing what that is. Um, and just constantly exploring that and experimenting. It's so much is about experimenting yeah. and recognizing that just embrace the uncertainty and playing yeah. So important to play it out. I think there's such a good energy that comes from playing. 
that it just you find your your natural place mm. um well talking about energy because i'm trying to word this it doesn't make me sound awful but um <laughs> during my book launch i got loads of emails from people saying do you want to come on my podcast and you can't go on all of them because mm. it just doesn't make sense with like the publicity you kind of pick what you want to do we hadn't met before mm. and you sent me an email and i absolutely loved your energy like mm. straight away i think you've got a real gift for that but but do you have any advice on that because i think a lot of people struggle with putting themselves out there pitching their stuff to people i think i i am unapologetically enthusiastic and I don't hold back. I I would much rather, I'll write to people like I did with you and just like, I love what you do. Like I just won't hold back. And if that enthusiasm and that passion is something that that person enjoys and they like that energy, then, you know, that does open doors actually. I don't think you can force that. I think that is just something, and Vicky as well. I mean, <laughs> she just, she is just exudes love and enthusiasm. And I think that recognizing that as one of our strengths and allowing that to come out I think that really helps mm. so that energy I don't you can't force that though no that's true so I think for everyone it's really important you find what your style is totally. and and rec not never try and do it be like someone else no, never look at someone else and go oh if they're doing it like that that must be how you get to be successful or how you get to be there no 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 the, the reason they've got there is because they've figured out what really works for them and what their strength is. That is such good advice because I was just about to say there was nothing overly, like your email was so genuine. I created this eight years ago, the first version of Goodbye Hello. And I create, didn't create it because I was trying to think of a good product to get on the high street. I created it for me. And then I shared it with the people that follow my blog at the time, um, my clients, my friends. And it was just one of, and I've created all sorts of different things, but this was one that everyone went oh god this is this is great it's and so, it so great it's amazing right let's talk about yes it because let's talk about it. I absolutely love it it's called goodbye 2018 hello 2019 your guide to designing a life you love in 2019 and I have so many diaries so many calendars so many journals I don't have one like this I don't understand where this is, this whole thing has come from where we need to constantly just plan ahead. Yeah. And I was that person. I was, right, what am I going to do? What am I going to change? What are my new goals? Without even taking one <gasps> second to sit back and look at what I've done. Yeah, So exactly. could you explain the premise behind the book and then we can kind of dig into some of the, the favourite yeah. bits of it. So, I mean, it really brings to life what I, um, what I call life design. So, you know, the principles of designing a life you love. And um, taking you through, you know, reflecting, um, reflecting on yourself, and what makes you happy, figuring out what it is you want to do with your life and then turning that into practical action. But so, like I say, I created it eight years ago because I needed it. I really I came to the end of a probably the end of the year where I was in the camper van, actually. And it had been a mad year. There's a lot of uncertainty in my life, um, a lot of great stuff going on, as is I could probably everyone could say that at the end of every year of their life um and I just wanted something that would help me to take stock of that year that I just had and really reflect on it and really acknowledge all that I'd done and all that I'd been through and how I'd grown and the challenges and the happy times and I just I really wanted to give myself that opportunity to do that and the whole thing about life design is that it helps you to 
put yourself back as a top priority in your life. Not the most important thing, but a top priority. Because for most of us, and particularly women, we're way down that list. If you think of your mm-hmm. to-do list, where does doing stuff for yourself because it makes you feel good come? It comes below work, family commitments, social commitments, usually even like putting a wash on. And then maybe if you've got time, stuff for you. So it's there's so many kind of layers to it. But yeah, essentially it helps you to say a proper farewell to one year as it comes to an end and acknowledge, really take the time to acknowledge all that has happened and all that you've done. Then to spend a moment to recognize what you're grateful for. So important to do that before we then look ahead because otherwise what we do, because we're in a society that's all about progress and productivity. So what's next, what's next, what's next is, is the kind of the constant question. But therefore, if you're always looking at what's next, you're always therefore picking holes in what isn't and what you don't have. If you're coming from that place, there's a lot of anxiety around that. It's like never enough, never mm-hmm. enough. But if you actually celebrate what you've done and you recognize what you're grateful to yourself for and to other people in your life and what you've got in your life, then you're coming from a place of gratitude and celebration and kind of going, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, this is good. Kind of like, well done me. Yeah. Like, why not? We don't do that enough. And I think we're always so quick to criticize ourselves and look at you know where we need to improve and we call that like the shitty committee everyone's got it (laughs) some people have it turn up really high um you can learn to turn it down really low we've always got it and so this and the questions in the journal just make you have a conversation with yourself and spend some quality time with yourself asking yourself loving curious questions rather than like why haven't you done this yeah what about that there's something just so intrinsically mindful about the whole thing because you're basically it's like you know when you're eating a meal and you should you should like enjoy it and not just be checking your phone this to me is like a bigger a bigger sort of example of that instead of in five years time going oh yeah that happened that happened that was quite good you're you're taking your time to really be present with what you've done yeah. that year. Yeah, exactly. And then what we've, this is, we've introduced this for the first time at the back of the book is you then have quarterly check-ins. Mm. So we keep it simple. Towards the end, um, you sort of then create a focus for your 2019, um, whether that's setting an intention that's about focusing on making this year your year of self-love or this is the year I'm going to start that business idea or whatever it is. You then just choose three commitments, keep it really simple because otherwise, yeah. again, New Year's resolutions don't work because they're a long, you're often a long list of, you know, things that are forgotten by February. If you have just three things you commit to doing for the next three months between January and March, April, then at that point, after the first quarter of the year, you come back and you check in again. You remind yourself what's important to you, what's fallen off, what's fallen off the list. How can you bring it back in? Now make three more commitments. It keeps it really simple. That's really important because I think that with to-do lists or any sort of, I want to do this list, it can encourage the behavior of like beating yourself up a bit of, you haven't done what you put in your journal in January. How do you think people should manage that expectation of like, I want to do this in January, but if I don't, I shouldn't think I'm an awful person. Yeah, exactly. It's so important. And I think that happens a lot. And I've actually noticed people doing the goodbye, hello, and they're not wanting to look look at it because they know there's stuff in there they didn't do I've got big stuff in mine that I didn't do and I almost enjoy that I'm like oh my god how funny the start of the year was all about that and then it just it just didn't become about that at all and that's that's okay okay. as well because you know what you're I mean first of all sometimes it's out of your control anyway so opportunities that were really there at the start of the year 
they went. They just were taken off the menu altogether. But also sometimes it's really important in our, in our imagination, and I could talk about dreaming in a moment, but in our imagination is very powerful. We can imagine things, but it's limited. You have to try things out. So you might go at the start of the year, do you know what? This is going to be my year of like, I don't know, trying loads of new things or doing loads of water sports. I don't know what, whatever it might be. And then you try it and you're like, I didn't like it. So why would you continue to do that for the rest of the year if you don't like doing that? And so that's why it's important to actually put something down, try it out, reflect on it and go, did I, did I do it? No. Well, why didn't I do it? Well, I didn't enjoy it. Or I didn't do it because, oh, it just, I don't know other stuff got in the way. Okay, then what can you do to make sure that this next quarter you do do that? Do you need support from someone who can hold you accountable? Do you need to make sure you use your calendar? I talk a lot about using your calendar as your canvas. Like book that stuff into your calendar. The stuff that you think, well, if I rip, but of course I'll do it because I want to do it. Well, no, because again, you'll load down your list of priorities. Mm -hmm. So even if you do want to like spend an evening sketching once a week, because you know how much joy that brings you, the chances are you might get to the end of three months and go, I did it once. Okay, so how can you make sure that you build that habit and do it yeah. more? How can you find the support to help you bring more of the stuff you love into your life? Because it is hard because we have so much else going on and we're under pressure to do other things and, mm. you know, work and family commitments and all the rest of it. So, Because um, yeah. a lot that chimed with me is, um, you know, stuff that I like to talk about around your own definition of success and what yeah. that means. Because what I found really interesting was... Um, looking at some of the stuff I've done this year that I think maybe on paper looks like the most impressive thing mm -hmm. that was certainly not the thing that made me the most happy <gasps> yeah and so it was just re-looking at that and sort of shifting priority with the things I like yeah exactly and that's so I mean that's I think that often happens as you see the happiest moments can sometimes be to do with work like I love my work it is it is you know a, a labor of love what I do and it's and it's one of my greatest passions but Often the things that made me happiest were being in a kayak on the water. <laughs> and, like, and so that was last year. It kept coming up. I was like, wow, I really love being on the water. I always have lots of goals and ambitions. I'm, I've always been like that. I'm a driven person. But what, what, and I've written them into my Goodbye Hello journals. But what I've used the journal for more often than not is grounding myself in self-care and self-love and nourishment. Because those are the things that fall off the list because I get so into work, like I'm a recovering workaholic, like for life. Um, but I use this to ground myself in that stuff. And, and some of the achievements, some of the biggest achievements often are that I didn't burn out this year or I only mm. burn out once. And actually, do you know what? I'm coming to the end of the year and I'm feeling nourished. And when I look back at other goodbye hellos and I was like, at this time last year or this time two years ago, I was frazzled. I was fried. I was struggling. And then the last two years, I've been able to say, I did it. I got to the end of another year and I feel good. And that is an achievement. It's such a big achievement. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, so it's really encouraging you to look at all areas of life and, and to celebrate the learnings and the growth as well as the hard, you know, achievements out there. Mm. Some of my favorite parts of the book were... Um, well, I know it's split into two, but the yeah. first reflective part around what places made you happy. Mm. Never asked myself that. Like really? where location wise, yeah. such a big impact, on, but I never think of it. And kind of who, who you like spending your time with. I know this sounds 
really weird. But I was thinking before I even discovered this journal of making a list of the people mm-hmm. I want to prioritize next year. Ooh. Because I have some fantastic friends and I don't know if I'm being honest that sometimes they are where they should be on my list. Yeah. That it's it's not okay that some close friends of mine will come after a work event or something. And that is a big thing for me next year. Yeah. Do you know what? That was a big thing for me at the end of last year. And it was, and it really went into my goodbye hello journal is like making time for girlfriends. Yeah. Because Because I always think, oh, they know that I care. They know that I love them. And I'm like, that's not good enough. Yeah. But it's also what you get from being around them and that time spent with girlfriends and how nourishing that is and how also it will just remind you of what's important in life. And often that's the thing. What are your happiest moments? Oh, look, I was with my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Why aren't I doing more of that? Why is it so, exactly, why is it so low down on my priority list? And so in the middle of the book, so it is two parts. It's reflecting on the year, it's just come to an end, and then creating a vision, a plan for the year to come. I love that it's two in one like that. Yeah. It's but, genius. But what's beautiful as well is that then, you know, you've got it on your bookshelf. After years of doing it, you can pick one out and go, oh my God, yeah, that was the year that I did all that. And then what were the dreams I had for the following year? And you can see where seeds of dreams began. So that in the middle of the book, there's, and this is actually new to this version, it changes, every, it has changed every year. <laughs> uh, because when I do it, I'm like, oh, you know what, actually, I would have really liked this, or I would have liked that. So in the middle, there's a hello you section. So before you get into what you want this year to be about, let's do an inventory on, like you say, asking questions that a lot of people have never asked themselves. What environments do you thrive in? What activities make you come alive? What are the, who, who are the kinds of people you love to be around? And then that creates a list of ingredients. Then there's a bit on dreaming and encouraging you to dream um, and and sort of, yeah, kind of bringing out what your five-year dream future would be. And there's extra exercises you can do on the goodbyehellojournal.com because people do struggle with dreaming. It's something that I'm really passionate about encouraging people to do. And then you take that and you choose which of all those ingredients in those dreams do you want to focus on in 2019 because you can't do it all so I think we get overwhelmed with all the things we want to do it's like right now focus choose three things let's simplify this otherwise you're gonna end up being paralyzed because there's so much you want to do and I think that's why this will appeal to everyone because even if you don't know what you want to do this Mm. is for you it's not here's a journal to plan your life it's like here's something to help you chop and change and discover and explore and experiment because I know a lot of people who come up to me at some of my book events and they just say I don't know what my passion is yeah and I and I just tell them it's okay you don't have to you just have to follow the rhythm of what you're curious about yeah and exactly and explore and experiment so some people could open this and you know, I used to have, I don't do so much of it now, but when I did one-to-one coaching, people would come and I'd we'd talk about what makes you happy. And they'd be like, after years of being in a job that just basically made them go numb and shut down, they'd be like, I don't know what makes me happy anymore. It's like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, okay, great. Now we know that and that's fine. And it's understandable because you've had to be going day in, day out into a job that makes you go cold. So you had to shut down a bit. Now it's time for you to, again, explore and experiment. And maybe that, if you're doing the Goodbye Hello Journal, that's your focus for the year. So if you've been burnt out at the end of the year, make this this next year be about nourishment. If you don't know what makes you happy, make this your year of happiness and discovering mm-hmm. what that is. And it, it might be going back to old things you did as a child, remembering how that made you happy. Or it might be trying new things you've never tried before, but it's like 
how will you know unless you try things out? Totally. And I remember when I was wanting to quit my job, I didn't quit mm. it for so long because I was scared. But I made a little note in my calendar every day that I knew I wanted to quit like a little kind of red mark. And then I had just had loads of red marks. And it was almost like the repetition told me something. So yeah. if you are writing very similar things down in this journal, yeah. it's a sign you really want it. Yeah. I know Well, that's what some people say. They're like, I just kept writing the same answer. And I was like, well, then there's a big clue in that. What <laughs> <laughs> you want to be focusing on. Yeah. But there's also a section as well, which is what do you want to do less of? There's a question there. What do you want to be less mm, of? So good. And do you know what? That is the one where I ticked every single thing I said I wanted to do less of. I was like, yes. Every single one of those I'm no longer doing. Because there's plenty in the dream bit and the things you like to fill your life with. I was like, oh, I didn't do that one at all. And there are others which I did do. So um, less, less is more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we touched on this a little bit outside um but I thought I could bring it up quickly I know that you won't have like the singular answer for it but how do you think we can balance being content with our lives versus being ambitious it's a big question but I just wondered if you had any thoughts because I'm very ambitious but I'm also someone that wants to do less next year but how do you balance those two I think in part it has to do with your relationship with yourself and I used to have, and back to that whole shitty committee and having the volume turned up really high. So if you've got quite um, a loud shitty committee that's always kind of, you've got to do more, you've got to do more, it's not enough, it's not enough. Oh, it's, that's just going to keep driving the show. And I think the more you, and that's why actually this book is, is a really great way to start nourishing that relationship with yourself. And the questions are asked in that loving way. So you're asking yourself those questions speaking to yourself with a loving and supportive voice, getting in touch with that deeper self who is less bothered about the outside ambitions and achievements you're doing and is really focused on how you feel. Um, and I think the more you attend to your relationship with yourself and do the things that you know help you to connect with that deeper self. So it could be going off for walks in nature, spending time doing yoga, um, you know, journaling whatever it is or doing art just for the sake of doing art whatever it is for you um spending time doing those things if you just focused on that I think you'll notice that that drive and ambition will come into a healthy space yes because I mean you and I we're both naturally ambitious and driven that's that's our energy we want to get out there we want to make things happen it's that is our game and it's so much fun but when it's teamed up with a critical um that that shitty committee is really in there as well then it becomes it's like an overzealous ambition that's had way too much coffee and, and it's, it's coming from a bad place and it's coming from a bad place because yeah. never enough you're never enough if it's coming from a place like like we did this year we're gonna get this on <laughs> i wish i well i love oliver bonus and that was the dream one we wrote we're gonna get it onto one high street shop <laughs> like why didn't we say 10 but anyway <laughs> um but so I think you know playing a game like that and going for it hell for leather uh, but and making sure you're having fun you're going to make sure it feels fun and challenging in equal measure in a healthy way so I think it's really yeah it all comes down to and that's what project love is so much about is self-love and your relationship with yourself and then everything else flourishes out there yeah I think that um when you've got that relationship with yourself and you're really loving to yourself, um, not an overnight thing that you can do. It's a process. But you find that naturally you want to 
sit down with your calendar and put in the things that make you feel really nourished and happy and at peace and you will prioritize that more and you'll value that more as much as achieving those goals so I think yeah so my answer to that is it's all about your relationship with yourself and Mm -hmm. I think that's a life's work we're all working on it and I used to have a terrible relationship myself um and I've really been on a journey with that and it's yeah what a difference it makes but I think that's how I managed to that's why I used to burn out all the time and be a workaholic because I had that drive and ambition teamed up with an overzealous shitty committee Mm -hmm. and now I've turned the volume down on that and I've got it more teamed up with this loving supportive side of me that's why it feels so celebratory with you know making dreams happen in our business but also not burning out in the process. Yes. That's taken a few years to get there. <laughs> no, but you've just articulated it so, so well because everyone's balance is different. Mm. So you're right. It starts with you and, and it's got to come from a good place. I know this sounds maybe a little bit hippy-dippy, but I recently had a um, Reiki session. Um, and basically the kind of outcome of it was for me to like use less less of my head more of the heart Mm. in decision making yes because it should lead from from the heart and how you feel but I was making a lot of decisions with my head which was like that's more about what other people think yeah whereas if I'm leading with my own intentions then the outcome will always be better yeah and I'm sorry for anyone if that sounds a little bit like but it really spoke to me well I mean that is literally what project love is all about and I had been for years about obviously creating a career that you love and life design designing a life that you love but the piece for me that was missing was really coming from the heart and and I don't care anymore how hippie that makes me sound like that's because it really really works so I had a life when I was in my camper van and then I was traveling around California when I started I had this amazing life my business in a bag underneath it there was, I wasn't happy at the core because I was totally neglecting my relationship with myself. I never took any time to spend really speaking to myself in a loving and supportive way. I was just not that person. I just thought that wasn't who I was and I didn't really want to go there. And then I went on a big kind of healing journey of myself and learning to love myself. And now I still have a life that looks great on the outside, but now it feels really good. And yeah, that's, you've got to be feeling good. Otherwise, yeah. what is the point? Because it's never going to be enough. And then you get back into that drive. Yes. And it's like, what's next? What's next? How am I going to do the things that will make me happy? And always looking for that kind of external validation when actually what you really need to be focusing on is this the simple stuff. We were talking about this before, actually realizing how much of what makes us happy is really simple stuff. So perhaps let's prioritize that a bit more, turn things on its head a bit. Yes. Oh, it's so true. And on that point, I guess what's really nice about the journal when I did it and I haven't finished it, but one of the things I want to do next year is something that I'm not going to share online. Yeah. It's for me. Sacred. It's a Keep hobby it that I don't need some likes on. And and I'm, I'm excited for that. That's really important. Because again, that's putting a boundary around your relationship with yourself. So that's the thing for you and you. And that's so special. And just by having that, oh, that excites me. But just by having that and putting that, making that a thing for you, it's going to really put your relationship with yourself 
It's you're giving yourself a message of actually yeah. my relationship with me is important. It's and like I'm I respect myself that. enough to give me some time. Yeah. And yeah. that's that just that action and just doing that will really make a difference. You'll really it's and then it's just like imagine skipping along all the time with a lovely voice in your head that's like, well done you. Yeah. You know, and giving you love, love and support rather than like, right, what's next? Mm. Come on. You yes. could have done better. Definitely. Which a lot of us do have that voice in our head. And so a lot of Project Love is about turning that volume down and learning. Because you use that voice with your friends, your loved yeah. ones. It is in you, but it can feel odd to use it on ourselves. So, you know, starting to do that oh, makes all the difference. Yeah. Just lastly, what are you excited about for next year? Is there anything that's just like top of your list or something you want to do less of? Ooh, so next year, definitely taking Goodbye Hello further. I would love to see it in different languages. I really want to see like, adios, 2018, hola, <laughs> or 2019. Um, and also seeing, I really want to get it out to people who wouldn't normally buy journals like this. I think it's something that so many different people can do. I uh, once got a, a teacher in America saying that she shared it around her, her children in class. So kind of spreading it out there. Um, yeah, Vicky and I are, are going to do a, a sort of visioning session actually at the end now, at the end of the year, start of the year to see what we want to create. We've got a nice big open canvas, um, opportunities and things. What do I want to do less of? I know I want to do more podcasts and um, bring more panels and meeting people because like I say, chatting is really my thing. So yeah, and, and continue to celebrate that was my word for 20, 2018. So to continue to celebrate um, and celebrate one another and support one another. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. Being kinder. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. For coming on my podcast and also for creating this journal. Oh. Thank you so much.